All right, we're live. Here we go. Uh, this is the sales series. Uh, it is number two, so it's pretty cool that you're on, Aaron. Uh, I got Aaron Heidebright uh, from Nutribolt. What's up? Hey, Mark. Good, good to be here. Thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm pumped about this. Uh, people may not know I've got a, a little bit of a history uh, with what I'd call Nutribolt, or maybe it was Cellucorp. Excuse me. Uh, it was. Uh, it's Woodbolt. Woodbolt. Yeah. Woodbolt. That's right. Uh, um, prior, it's still aligned, I guess, with Nutribolt. It's probably the parent company, but um, my history being in uh, the health and, and, and fitness uh, space before I had been involved with the bag company and um, and Woodbolt was involved. So I know DOS and Manish and stuff like that. Anyway, this sales series, Aaron, uh, what is your title over there? Uh, so I'm the VP of uh, North America, uh, especially in FDMC sales. So think of all things across North America that's brick and mortar based. All things brick and mortar based. And the two brands, if, if, you, if you don't know the two brands, I, I don't know how, especially if you're in health and wellness, uh, are uh, Cellucor and Extend, correct? That's correct, yeah. Cellucor, of course, our lead horse being C4 with the energy drink. Of course, being C4, and this is just by coincidence, but it's just fact because I always talk in truth. Uh, I am a C4 uh, taker. Uh, I, I mean, and I've tried all the pre-workouts. So again, I just always tell people that, oh, what do you, I take C4, and for my aminos, funny enough, it's even on my desk, I take Extend. I mean, they're just good products. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been really lucky. We've got, you know, two award-winning products. C4 is the number one energy drink, energy product in America right now. If you look at it from the powder position, we're, we're crushing it. We're scaling beverage in a big way. And then Extend globally, it's the number one BCA in the globe. I mean, that's, that's an impressive stat to have two powerhouse brands with two powerhouse SKUs like that, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's really impressive. Um, it's amazing. I mean, again, seeing, I, I think when it's probably 12 years ago when I first kind of met uh, Doss and them, it's like unbelievable. Um, the, as far as, uh, how long have you been there? So I've been here eight years. Yeah, eight years now. That's a long time. Uh, and it, it shows, uh, you know, sort of the, the culture and, and the loyalty on your side as well um, to be doing what you're doing. I know you've moved up the ranks, right? You didn't start out doing what you're doing right yeah. now. Where did you start out uh, with the org? You know, funny enough, I started off in probably the lowest level sales role you could get in this company, which is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great story internally when we're bringing people in and we're onboarding. Um, you know, I, I started off as a sales rep on, in an outside territory up in Northern California. Um, you know, Doss and the team brought me in and I got to work with GNC, Vitamin Shop, uh, Distribution, and it was really a, you know, brick by brick approach at that time. I mean, we're talking eight years ago, we weren't the, the brands that we are today. We were gaining a lot of traction in GNC. We're a brand new environment shop and we just got on bodybuilding.com at the time. So that kind of level sets just the period and state that we were in from an industry perspective. Um, Cellucor in itself, uh, again, we talk C4 as the, as the horse, right? You're talking north of $100 million a year, correct? Yeah, uh, really, I mean, if you take our two brands combined, you're looking at 4X that, really. I mean, we, we have a substantial business. Uh, we are the largest privately held business in this space. We take a lot of pride in that, too. And again, it, it was a super scrappy 
uh, startup type company. This, this company, when I first started eight years ago, we were working out of this almost abandoned looking warehouse in downtown Bryan, Texas. It was absolutely hilarious to see where it was then and amazing to see the transformation of what we have today. Uh, it is, it's impressive. Again, 400 million, you know, it's interesting being in the CPG space, right? We, uh, you normally talk food and beverage, so it's nice to get sort of into the, into the supplement um, side yeah. of things because the numbers are massive. I mean, when you've got a, a business generating, like, you know, what Cellucor and Extend is, you know, on the food and beverage side, a brand that would be doing that type of numbers is, is almost unheard of, except the legacy type brands. So, People don't recognize how big a revenue generator a supplement brand could be uh, if it's really hitting on its strides, right? Uh, give us sort of the framework. How many stores are you in the U.S.? Uh, U.S. We're probably in over 30,000 doors today. Yep. And, and that includes beverage as well. So, you know, as beverage has built out, we have a tremendous beverage team. They've, they've done a hell of a job scaling that business out. Um, you know, and you look at some of the more recent developments with like a Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club, like we've, we've really hit a stride in the larger FDMC space along with the C-Store wins that we're having today. Yeah, you talk about, I, I call them RTDs, right? If anybody doesn't know, that's ready, ready to drink. It's kind of the... the that's an old school the, term right there. I know. <laughs> it, I, when, when people used to say it, I'm like, what are they talking about? Um, that's right. But you know, now I see the individual can in the, in the refrigerator set of the C4 and it's in everything like you're saying, all of a sudden you go into the C channel you know, and you're at, in the gas stations. I mean, you're really playing with the big boys, right? And you're trying to take some of those, that shelf space. When was that transition? When did, when did C4 make its mark there and, and what does that growth look like? Yeah, you know, it, it's like transitioning to beverage. We, we had our first beverage about five years ago. Um, many might have, have missed it, but we launched the non-carbonated version in Costco and GNC five years ago. Tremendous business, like, you know, the specialty side, whether it's a GNC, a vitamin shop, or you're up and down the street, uh, health clubs, it, it's a good sized business. Um, now, as far as really getting into the beverage space and looking at a carbonated format, we took a serious stance about two years ago. We brought in a really strong team. We have, we've really scaled that model out. And, you know, again, we, we started with specialty because that was our bread and butter and we've really gone mainstream. And, you know, as of today, we are one of the fastest growing um, you know, beverage businesses in the emerging energy space. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, after just watching it from its infancy and then finally looking at it, not just walking into a GNC or a vitamin shop and going, okay, of course, that makes sense. And then you go into a Costco and I, I almost believe you were one of the first, again, talking about a new channel for those watching who are in sales. It's like, you're, you're getting a, a pre-workout, which many, this is, you know, some years ago was never really talked about for mass consumer. It was like the, the, the men and women who were, you know, grinding it out at the Gold's Gym. And that's what you thought about a pre-workout. But now right. you're talking about moms, um, you know, you're talking about those that are just getting into fitness, you know, starting to figure out. Maybe they're going to an Orange Theory class, uh, dropping into an F45. It's become mainstream. Yeah. But what was that? Do, were you a part of that going into, let's say, club? So, yeah, the original 
strategy, um, we executed that about six years ago in the Costco. And that we had a couple different variations. We had a beverage, which was the non-carbonated uh, RTD, as you like to call it. And that was, you know, the original RTD space was a true point of sweat activation in our space, in our industry. It wasn't, the goal wasn't to compete against Red Bull and Monster. It was to own its own niche and just dominate the hell out of that niche. Um, we also had a protein in Costco, which was like our standard core way which at that time was the second protein on bodybuilding.com next to optimum nutrition. No one's overthrowing amino, you know, optimum nutrition, amino energy, like those are staples. Um, and, and then of course uh, we landed C4, which was the first pre-workout in club business. It was the first time Costco had entered that space and it came into the OTC set. And then, you know, now you look at it and it's fairly common. You've got muscle farm in there. You've got uh, amino energy in there. You've got premier, protein in there, RTDs are blowing up at clubs. So it's now become more mainstream and it's, it's better for you, it's functional. Um, but at the time it was really taking these niche consumers and dominating those spaces, which has brought a lot of scale within that club business. That's a really cool story. Um, and shout out Optimum too. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not going one way. Um, Optimum actually was my go-to protein for many, many years. Yep. Um, until actually, you know, I'd say four or five years ago when I really transitioned into adding more plant-based, uh, this is just yeah, kind of side note stuff. So I'm an orgain type of, uh, a buyer, right? Um, but shout out Optum. I see you. Uh, this isn't all about, you know, it's, it's all about the uh, core here. We're, we're giving you some love everywhere. Um, let's get into sort of your day to day, right? Other sales, uh, uh, sales execs that are watching this, they, they go, oh, I do that too, or, you know, that's my day to day, or these are my struggles. What would you say is one of the, um, the hurdles that you see most common in what you do day to day? Specifically now we can say, you know, post COVID, we might as well, like, what are things that you're seeing out there in the street? Well, you know, starting with most recent question, you know, what are we seeing out there? I think the biggest thing right now is that retailers are just struggling to plan. And for us to be a great partner, we have to think a little bit more um, at a macro level than just about our brand. You know, one of the strategies that um, we take a lot of pride on, whether it's a mass consumer or a specialty consumer, is, is really helping them joint plan the category from a holistic perspective. Um, and, and with what's going on from COVID, uh, to some of the social unrest that's out there, there's a lot of disruption. And, you know, retailers are really looking at uh, anything that would lock up capital is, is a real risk for them. You know, cash on hand is everything. So we, we want to be a great partner. And I think that, that right there, that planning piece going into, you know, back half of the year 2021, there's a lot of unknowns. What we do know is that we have great brands. And we have a great consumer uh, and we, we have a strong consumer that's extremely sticky and we can show that from like our IRI data pool. So we use data to do a lot of the talking for us. Um, and, and then I think, you know, if you, if you look at what do I spend the day to day doing, it's taking the overall strategy and working down line with the team. It all starts and ends with that team. And, and I, I truly believe like, you know, we have a world-class sales organization. We have a world-class business. Um, but one of the reasons why I'm still here today is because we have great people. Uh, we don't view ourselves as just coworkers. We're truly like friends, family, like we're all connected uh, in a deeper way than that. So we lean on each other just like you would in sports, you know, think of it as your roster. So as a leader, you're constantly managing that roster, making sure you're putting your players in the right spot to be successful. And I think 
that's the most critical piece of it outside of just thinking through what is the right strategy per channel and, and trying to make sure that you're being a great partner in the process of doing that. That's a solid answer. Uh, it does, does always come back to the team. I'm going to say it's in two parts. It always comes back to the team. Uh, and, and then, of course, at the head, I mean, I don't know. Uh, he'll probably watch this and be like, what's he doing? I'm involved. I don't know how much Doss is involved anymore. He's probably swinging the clubs and all that. Shout out, Doss. Um, <laughs> he, he, was, he was playing golf when we were 10 years ago, you know. Um, smart, smart guy. Um, I always remember thinking, like, he's, he's so methodical and calm in his approach. Um, yep. And that helps. I mean, you can see what, what's happened here in McNeish. They were offsetting each other very well. The, the second side besides the team is the product. And because I know the product, I don't just say this. And again, I hope I get other people on and they'll be like, what about my product? I'm just saying because I take it. I always said, and I tried them all. Uh, again, I've been, I've, been, I've been working out for 20 years, right? You've so been I, in this business for a long time, yeah. And, and yeah, and you know, <laughs> be, being at those, some of those trade shows, it's like you, you become friends with everybody. Like I, I have friends probably on multiple brands, right? Yeah. And some who I'm friends with people who, people who came from, from, from where you guys are, right? Sure. But I love the, I love the product. It's, a, it's such a solid product, talking specifically about C4, how important do you think that is? And I, I, don't, I don't want to set it up like a volley here, like, oh, that's a given. But like, yep. how important is it just as far as like when you're out in the street, feedback from buyers, feedback from consumers, as far as helping you make the moves that you need to? Well, you know, I think it's, it, it starts um, with the consumer and it ends with the product. And the one thing that we identified uh, over a decade ago, we're going on our 10th year now of having C4 in the portfolio, is that there is still a massive desire for, you know, better for you energy solutions, some that are more performance minded and some that are more above the neck, think of like mental focus, cognitive. And we truly listen to the consumer. I think if I were to take, you know, our brand to a meeting and you talk about C4, it, it is the real linchpin in the whole process because it's credibility at the beginning of the meeting. They've heard it, they know it. It's very rare I come into a meeting and somebody hasn't heard of C4. Um, now, they wanna understand how is it going to benefit them and is it right for them? And I think that's where the consumer really plays into it. And again, it's, it's consumer first, um, but that product, you know, it's really withstood the, stand, like the stance of time. Like think about the energy industry, when you have, you know, no explode, Jack 3D, then you have C4 and Amino Energy. It's really been C4 and Amino Energy that have been those national brand players that have instant credibility uh, and they have a, a very accessible consumer base. And that's something that you know, we, we really focus on and we try to you know, find those consumers at each point in their process, which is also why we delineate the lines between our FDM line, our specialty line, and some of the items that you might find within uh, grocery or club. It's a great answer again, uh, and, and you nail it. And um, again, I can imagine being able to walk into the meeting and being like, what's up? You know, what's up? What are we talking about? You know, it, it's, a, it's a great way to begin a meeting because you, Absolutely. you know, having that confidence in your product, you know, is, should be number one. 
And then right. yes, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hit you with all the questions they should. What are you gonna do for us? How's it gonna be done? Why is it gonna move? Why is it better than X, Y, and Z? Um, and I also respect that you're naming a couple other players because that's what this is about. You're not the only one on the block. I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time. People ask me like, oh, what about them? I'm like, what about them? They're great, you know, whatever. But yeah. when you know your why, right? Um, you don't even have to be the founder. You're, you could be like head of sales and know what the why is, what the mission is of the company, the people behind it, and then the product. You yeah, know, there's really there's no point. stopping you. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, one of the things that, you know, our executive team, whether it's, whether it's DOS, my boss, John, or several others on the executive line, what they do so well is outlining what that vision is. And, and we talk through it, like what we do and what we action all goes back to the why, all stems from what is our purpose and mission within this company, right? And our, our purpose and our mission is to be accessible to all and, 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 and solve those gaps. And, um, you know, it, 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 again, it starts with what is the consumer asking for and also being great at listening to what the consumers are telling us. Yeah, that's always, that's always one that uh, sometimes people miss. Um, and that is, you got to be listening to the consumer. You may have really missed the mark, not necessarily even with the product, but with who the consumer, the end consumer is, right? Um, it's, yeah. it's that market fit. And, um, you know, so again, you start maybe low hanging, you're like, well, it's, the, it's that fitness enthusiast. It's the guy or gal who's in the gym five days a week, you know, they're grinding it out. And then you realize, all right, you know, we might be able to start playing in this, you know, in this other category, but let's, let's see what it looks like. We don't go all in. Let's, let's get some feedback and see what that looks like. Then all of a sudden, you know, that person who's just getting their regimen going, you know, it could be, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, maybe later, later in life, who knows, right? Um, it's really finding the consumer. What would you think, uh, are the three or four things as a sales exec, right? Those watching, maybe they're in, you mean, are getting started or they're in deep in their career. What do you think the commonality is with regards to success that somebody's having? Well, I, I think um, there's a couple of things. I, you know, uh, sales is, it usually gets chalked up to being a relationship game. And in some points, yes, that's true. I think that the really savvy uh, executive level sales guys, one, know how to use data to their advantage. They lean on their team to provide a best in class data story that is foolproof and provides credibility to the buyer, right? Solves those gaps. So I look at sales and I say the key, uh, you know, the key pieces here are really art, science, agility and performance all tied together. Those are the real secret sauce recipes that kind of put it all together for me. Um, and, and, but I also look at it and I say attitude, uh, you gotta have great attitude, right? And, um, you know, you look at, um, I, I use sports a lot. Sports terminologies are great, right? But like think of Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality, right? Not willing to give up, not willing to back down. If you have a goal and you set that goal, you have to find a way to meet that goal and be willing to bring others in that process with you, right? Not go it alone. So I look at those as kind of the key avenues there. I really look at sales as more of a science and, and a data, um, you know, opportunity to tell a story than even more so your average sales guy that's leaning on relationship. And again, those things are important. Like people want to do business with people they like, like that's natural. But I, I also think you have to take a scientific approach to it as well. That's a phenomenal answer. And I know that I kind of like stuck you in there. And, and the fact is because of your experience, 
and your confidence, you were able to answer that. And I like the answer a lot. <laughs> um, we could go on, we can go on for days. Um, give us sort of as sort of in closing, what what do you see for uh, for Nutribull for the two brands again, Cellucor and Extend? What does it look like? Uh, Goal-wise, let's say in the next twelve to even let's go out twenty-four months. What's your what are you what are you guys trying to do there? Well, you know the goal right now for us is continue to maximize our opportunities within our segment of business, and we've broken our business down a couple ways. One, we have pills and powders, and we have beverage. So we're trying to separate those lines as we move and shape shift our beverage from a historical specialty distribution model to a DSD model. We now have about 95% DSD coverage. So you're gonna see beverage take off like a rocket ship. Like our, our goal is to be a top four, top three player. That is the key there. Now, that's not just within emerging beverage, which emerging beverage, you have a lot of great players. We wanna be a top three or four player in the space. So you're gonna see a lot of our investments there. However, we also have strong aspirations to continue to grow our ACV and TBD on the powder side. As we continue to build programs, for club, and, and I think the, the newest channel that we're most excited about right now, which is probably our most incremental opportunity, is natural grocery. Um, and for those that don't know, we did recently just launch uh, in-chain at Sprouts. So you can now go to Sprouts and find C4 and extend naturally free, no artificials, no colors, no dyes. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for us on the powder side to grab an incremental consumer and tell a sustainability story that we're not telling today as well. So. I look at those as really the avenues of growth and key, you know, aspiration for the next probably 12 to 16 months there. It's really cool, man. You, you know, you know your stuff and that's, I knew you would. I was like, God, Aaron wants to get on the number two episode. I'm down. Uh, it would bring back old memories. Plus I'm a fan of the brands. And, and I knew, I knew you would have, um, I knew you would have and be polished like that. So kudos to you, man. I appreciate it. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you hitting me up, uh, I guess it was last weekend and, and going through it. So this was a great experience. Always good to connect, Mark. Uh, I'd love to do it again sometime soon. Appreciate that. Doss, Manish, what's up? Hope all is well for you guys. Uh, be well, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. See you, buddy.